Uh, hello, I am Avery or Hazel or Kylie. You can just pick one, I don't care. Hello, I am Lily. And let's go to the morgue! Yay. Today we are covering uh, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, Season 1. I should say welcome to the... What? I, I, I should say welcome... I watched... Let me finish. <laughs> I should say welcome to the from the from the closet podcast. What I was completely watching um, the forces versus the forces of evil versus star. Damn. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so obviously this podcast episode will contain spoilers for season one of Star versus the Forces of Evil. Um, you can join us next week, where uh, next Monday, where we will be cover covering We Don't Know Yet, because we haven't recorded yesterday's episode, but if you want to find out what we're covering, go listen to the beginning of yesterday's episode. Um, and we don't actually know what that episode nice. is. We don't actually know what that episode is yet, either. So... Um... Honestly, I wouldn't be able to give a good guess. No, because it's a wheel movie, um, and it's whatever it lands on when we go to record Shrek. I mean, it's a 1 in 19 chance to get it right. <laughs> 1 in 20. Don't forget the request slot. Yeah, 1 in 20, <laughs> and only 19 guesses. <laughs> yeah, so, um, anyway, um, if you are listening to... Uh, okay. You know, I should cut out the if you are listening to this on YouTube part because it doesn't matter anymore. Um, okay, so uh, you will find a link below to rent or purchase Star vs. the Forces of Evil Season 1, if I can find one. Um, <laughs> if I can't, <laughs> you will just find the link to stream it on Disney+. Plus. But yeah, uh, you can stream this on Disney+, Plus or Hulu. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, I should mention, um, we will, uh, if you click on our anchor.fm link, there will be, uh, you will be able to donate to support us. With all that being said, uh, spoilers in three, two, one, the wand gets broken. <laughs> nice, good job. Oh, shit. You know, speaking of which, uh, covering this show, do you have the episode list pulled up? Um, not really, especially not how much it, um, I mean, kind of matters, but not that much. I mean, I would say it matters, especially for this season, um, hmm. because, like, this show starts off as a, mo like, more episodic than serialized, and it gradually becomes more serialized, especially when you get into later seasons. Well, you're all, like, first uh, seasons really should be more like this, because it's trying to introduce the characters, the, um, you know, the motives behind each character. Yeah, for sure. So as they get tested um, in later seasons. Yeah. For sure, but uh, I definitely uh, start pulling up the episode list while we're. I did. Okay, good, good. good. I already did. All right, cool. <laughs> um, I just want to talk about some some little bits of trivia here. Okay, so the opening theme song was composed by the same person who did the intro theme for Gravity Falls, and this was completely random because there was like a contest to compose the theme for this show and that theme won and nobody knew at the time that it was the same guy who had composed the theme for Gravity Falls. Interesting. So that was found out like, after he had already won the contest. Or G or Thayer, I don't know. But I just know they were the same person. Which, you know, that's just a wild coincidence. Um, and, you know, connections to Gravity Falls. Alex Hirsch 
will appear in season two. So look forward to that. Um, How fun! But also, the the voice actor who plays both uh, Moon Butterfly and Jackie Lynn Thomas is also the voice mm. of Azula in Avatar: The Last Airbender. Interesting. <laughs> So yeah, I found that really cool. Also, she recently appeared on the Avatar podcast, and she is absolutely lovely. <laughs> like, <laughs> the complete opposite of Azula and Moon, really. God, they just... Not they, completely deranged? Yeah, not completely deranged. Uh, God, we won't get into... it. We will not yet get into the things that they do with Moon's character in later seasons, because that is for the later seasons episodes. What is a Moon? Moon is Star's mom. That makes sense. Wait, what is her dad's name again? River. Huh. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. Uh, so, also another thing, um, Star is actually Disney's first, uh, bisexual lead character, not Luz. Now, granted, they don't explore her bisexuality in the show, but she is canonically bisexual. <laughs> Great. Um, there's something I did like this show, and it's, um... Attention to continuity. Yes. Obviously, when Star came to Earth, she did not have any magical scissors. Right. And then Episode 2 came, and they're the same scissors that um, she was handed. Yep. In the uh, 1B episode, uh, Party with a Pony, which mm -hmm. I think Party with a Pony is the worst episode in the season. the episode but i like what it added to the show um but yeah and then you also have things like um star accidentally turning miss skullnick into a troll and she just stays a troll throughout the rest of the series i have been wondering about that like it can't be that hard to untrollify someone yeah i mean it, it never ends up happening but yeah, so let's get into the individual episodes. Uh, I guess we start with, what is it? Uh, the, what's the name of the first episode? Is it Star Comes to Earth? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So Star Comes to Earth. Uh, we get this, you know, beginning narration. And, um, you know, Star is not your typical princess. Uh, she fights monsters, tames wild unicorns, likes to have a good time, and... It, you know, we're starting on her 14th birthday, which is the day that she's supposed to receive a magic wand, which is like an heirloom from the royal family. Moon is not exaggerating when she says that if it falls into the wrong hands, the whole universe could be destroyed. There is actually a spell inside her spell book that can literally destroy a universe. Wait, that spell book only has spells in, um, like, you know, that other, you know, people with the wand has mastered. Are you trying to say that someone has mastered how to destroy universes before? Well, it's more of like, every time someone creates a spell, they write it down in the Spellbook, and yes, somebody has created a spell that would destroy a universe, and she she okay. did it just to see if she could. There's damn. There's also like a later episode where um, <coughs> ooh, sorry about that. There's a later episode where Star you know, fires a laser out of her wand to distract a cat monster. 
that laser hmm. canonically is capable of destroying a planet and star can control exactly how powerful it is nice so yeah um that's interesting but yeah so star comes to earth and we get introduced to marco um the safe kid who knows karate there's also like some uh drug junkie jokes in this episode uh when marco's outside the store trying to beg people for refills I def okay, you were talking earlier about how the animation was a little bit weird in the first step. Okay, in the early episodes, I think it's mostly in Star Comes to Earth. The animation is really weird um, sometimes. Yeah, um, I find the faces to be more exaggerated and... You can find that in a lot of TV shows, but when it keeps happening, it's it loses its effect. Well, the thing it's is, charm. it didn't it didn't really keep happening um, after one A. Um, they got less hmm. they got less exaggerated, and I it it almost feels like one A was the pilot to see if the show would get picked up, and then the rest of the episodes were animated after it got picked up, and after the team had been probably working for longer on it. Yeah, the, long, the longer the series, the episodes I've watched, the more refined the um, animation style seems to have gone. Also, fun fact, uh, the first named spell we see is Sparkle Glitter Bomb Expand. That spell hmm. is never used again in the entire series. <laughs> Good job, Star. <laughs> and it's the spell Star used to basically create her bedroom. Hmm. Um, some other spells... I guess you wouldn't have to use it again. Some other spells we see are Rainbow Fist Punch, which canonically is Marco's favorite spell. Um, we see Jellybean Hallucination Mist, which is really cool. There's Bunny Rabbit Blast... Uh, Mega Narwhal Blast, which is like a staple. But a, I have your episode specific spells like time stopping spell. It, easy peasy time freezy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of that spell. Also, another thing too is like, um, the fandom has given every single. Marco outfit and every single star outfit a specific name and I'm not gonna like try to go into naming all of them but I do remember specifically um the one where star dresses up as Marco during the that episode um that one is called <laughs> that one is called impersonation star hmm impersonation star <laughs> Oh, and obviously, there's Princess Marco Turdina. So we also talk about some other characters, like the pony. Yeah, Ponyhead, first seen in the intro, actually, but then actually introduced in Party with mm -hmm. a Pony. Which, um, admittedly, some things are funny, like when Pony says, this place is full of squares... And then you cut, and the characters are actually, like, shaped like squares. And, you know, it's funny, because square yeah. is, like, an old term for nerds, basically. Uncool people. <laughs> even, <laughs> yeah, uncool people. Even though now it's, being a nerd is not really frowned upon anymore. It's, like, I don't know, being a nerd kind of became cool somehow I don't know I still hear like square like being a square as like not cool I mean you never hear someone call another person square anymore 
I mean, I do it on an ironic sense, but... <laughs> Speaking of ironic, Marco's ringtone? Space unicorn? <laughs> <laughs> Freaking love it. Uh, it's hilarious. Supposed to be ironic. Um, we get we get to see a lot of uh, dimensions in the uh, uh, party with a pony episode. Particularly, the bounce lounge mm-hmm. is probably the most important one because that one will come back. Uh, the The amethyst arcade never comes back again. I don't think. Aww. So yeah, um, what's our next episode? Then we have to worry about episodes because we can just talk about like it's just party with a pony or I guess you want the next episodes the matchmaker and school spirit. Okay, the matchmaker. Ah, uh, shit! I don't remember this one. That's um. Actually, I'll be honest. This is one of the more forgettable episodes. It sets up Marco's relationship with... Actually, she's just more forgettable than the actual episode. Uh, Marco's love interest is more interest, is less interesting than this episode, which I cannot remember. Okay, that is a bad take. Um, because Jackie is a very interesting character. It's just that she... Um, they didn't really do much with her in season one. They also didn't do much with Janna in season one either. Um, and Janna quickly becomes a lot of people's favorite character. Who's Janna again? Uh, she's the girl who, um, Ferguson gave Star's Spellbook to. Um, obviously she has a little bit of a crush on Marco, Um, she's also the girl who was like, let's go to the morgue, and, uh, oh, relax, they weren't real things unless you want them to be. <laughs> okay, and who's that, um, rich kid? Jeremy Burnbam. That stuck-up kid that, what, bought her way into the cheerleading squad? Oh, that one. Okay, um, that's, uh, Brittany Wong. Brittany, there you go. Yeah, She's gonna the be side redeemed, character- isn't she? No. Really? <laughs> yeah, but the interesting thing is, like, okay. the side characters... Okay, the side characters in Season 1 and Season 2 are really great, and then they'll just completely fuck it up later. Um, for the most part, there'll still be like one or two interesting side characters, but like most of them won't be recognizable. But here, like you have characters like Alfonso Ferguson, Jeremy Burnbam, the Sensei, whose name I can't remember. Uh, I want to say Sensei Arminal, but that's fucking Power Rangers. Um, uh, you have uh, fuck. I'm trying to remember. You have Brittany Wong, who comes up a couple of times. You have, uh... Uh, you have Tom, who will be here throughout the rest of the series. But yeah, character it, side characters in Season 1 and Season 2 are fantastic. They, they do them very well. So yeah, I, I guess... Something else I've... Sorry. I guess the matchmaker, it's definitely not the time freeze episode. I'm trying, I I literally cannot remember what happens in this episode. Um, like, I think Marco, I I think Star tries to fix Marco up somehow, and, uh, nothing really comes of that. So, yeah, uh, next is School Spirit. That one's interesting because. I mean, it's more—it's really just Star not understanding Earth culture and like how trash talk in sports works. So okay, that was weird. What? 
I think um, outside noise got into the recording while you were talking. Ah, uh, that's annoying. But yeah, um, it, it's basically just Star not understanding how Earth culture works. It's also, I believe, the episode where we get introduced to uh, Brittany and the other cheerleaders. It is. So, and actually what I'm talking about, what is his name, Jeremy? Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy. Um, I actually love what they did in his episode and the bait and switch. Oh yeah, how they build him up to be this like big bad character who is, you know, constantly beating up Marco, and then it turns out he's some little kid who yeah. somehow has a black belt, which I do not believe is possible. I'm pretty sure Marco said that his parents um, did bribing. That's a big theme in this um, series. Big people bribing um, to get their way to the top. Yeah, it, it happens quite a lot. Okay, yeah, it definitely doesn't seem like it was it would be possible for that kid to have a black belt because it takes you ten years to get one, and he's eight. Yeah. Flipping eight. Um, was that the next episode? The monster arm episode? I don't know. I like going out of order on this, because really for these episodes, nothing really matters. Well, I, wa well, oh, I want to make sure is. we talk about all of them. Yeah, it is. Okay. So, yeah, uh... The episode was great. Having Star have to rely on, you know, the spell book. Um, I think that's the first time we see the spell book. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we don't meet Glossaric yet. No, that's... The, I don't know where Glossaric was, but... In fact, doesn't someone in that in this episode actually say, "Isn't there like a glossary? Shouldn't no. there be a glossary?" No, Marco says that in the Muberty episode, and uh, that's when Glossaric first appears. But who just wants pudding and then never tells you how to fix things? <laughs> but yeah, uh, so episode was funny. Um, I mean, this show has some really great humor, in my opinion. Except for the shit with Ponyhead. But yeah, what's our next episode? Well, we still have to say with the um, other exchange student. The other exchange student. Okay, this episode is um, a bit of an odd one, because, okay... Several things are wrong here. Obviously, Gustav is lying. But another thing, Scandinavia is not a country. It is a region that has multiple countries in it. And then... Um, Everyone gets a penguin. Yeah, there's so much wrong with that. <laughs> and Lederhosen, I think that's a German thing. Um, the Viking thing, the Viking helmet was pretty on point, but that's about the only thing that was accurate. Also, Scandinavian yeah. is not a language, so. <laughs> and also, apparently the family just throws random parties for a star, because why not? Yeah, why not? And, of course, Star goes on, like, this whole conspiracy theory thing that, and, like, she has this board up, which kind of reminds me of Gravity Falls, in a way. Mm-hmm. No, I like how she's so stalkerish. she meets her own stalker. <laughs> yeah, when we see, 
uh, Yevgeny Bogoyabov, um, watching her while she's watching Gustav. Funny. That has to be the, my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, this show is funny. But it also gives, like, a nice reference to where, oh, where the bad guys off when random episodes are ha happening. Up, oh, still stalking. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Alright, so our next episode is, uh, uh, cheer up, Star. Okay, so this episode was kind of an interesting one because we start kind of in the middle of the story and then through through flashbacks, we get the build-up to it. Um, we learn about Star's crush on mm -hmm. Oscar. Um, gonna be honest, that never goes anywhere. Um, <laughs> we also, uh, for the first time, hear Marco's ringtone, which is perfect. And um, we see the whole thing with, like, you know, how Marco had this really bad day and, you know, Sar cheered him up. So it, it, this whole thing is Marco trying to repay her for that. Yeah. Overall, a decent episode. Yeah. And we also get the laughing guy um, a couple of times in this episode. And I thought that was I pretty like funny. How to cheer up Star, he just casted the wand into a portal <laughs> with a fishing rod. Yeah, and then, you know, something interesting, too, about the wand, that wand transforms uh, based on, like, whoever has possession of it. And I think the way... The, the reason the wand... It, the wand doesn't transform when Marco's holding it. Because Marco doesn't grab the wand with, you know, the thought process of, like, um, you know, he's not grabbing the wand with the intention to take possession of it. He still acknowledges it's Star's wand. And I don't think he ever actually uses the wand's power. Not in this episode. Hmm. <laughs> But also, it is worth noting that, eh, you know what? No. Um, okay, so next episode. Hey, we're going episode by episode, but I do really like want to talk about this episode. Um, Quest Buy. Ah, uh, yes, Quest Buy. Obviously a parody of Best Buy. Um... In a dystopian future where if your phone dies, you might as well throw it away. <laughs> you have to... F and where all of the stores are mazes. <laughs> yes. How, how is this possible? We got back where we started. We made a right turn, then another right turn, then another right turn, then another right turn. <laughs> <laughs> I love the comedy in this show. <laughs> And, like, of course, we run into Ludo um, while at Quest Buy, and Star basically makes him cover all the damage. I actually love that moment. It's like, are you going to pay for that charger? And eh, Ludo can cover it. <laughs> My arch nemesis will cover it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Quest Buy will come back, so definitely look forward to that. Um, Quest by. Yeah, and then, you know, there's the whole thing of, like, Marco chastising Star for not being organized when, I don't know, it, it sort of kind of feels like Star has ADHD, so I can't really blame her. <laughs> but, like, well, it's never confirmed that she has it. To, she also has, like, magic where she can just, like, use that to find what she needs until her wand dies, then that would be a problem. Yeah, and I'm surprised the wand has never died before. Yeah. 
Okay, we're moving on to family vacation. This is the anniversary episode, right? Um, yeah. Start off the episode where, um, Star almost gets found out with having a pair of magic scissors. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So this is the episode where it's Mar it, it, it's Marco's parents' anniversary, and he gives them fanny packs, which, you know, they're, they're really happy about, but then Star takes them on a trip to M Muni, um, and then, you know, she ends up getting found, like, she ends up running into her father, who is also not supposed to be doing what he's doing, um, and, you know... And they were never there. Yeah, and, like, we learned that, you know, um, River also likes to fight monsters, and that's probably where Star gets it from. And also we get introduced to the Forest of Certain Death, um, which will come back later. Hmm. Forest of Certain Death. <laughs> Uh, my favorite forest. Yeah, the favorite forest where no one actually died. <laughs> I didn't like this next episode. What? Like, it's just, eh. Uh, Brittany's party. Yeah, this episode's kind of weird, especially since it, like, it establishes that Marco gets carsick. He wasn't carsick in the episode with Gustav. Huh. Does he get? Does he still continue to get car sick? I don't recall him ever getting car sick again. No. So obviously, plot point. Yeah, plot hole thing. Um, and Brittany is not a very interesting character, but like the whole thing is like she's so pissed about this party. She is so pissed that everybody is having fun. And, yeah, uh, there's also, like, you know, yeah, there's also more of, like, the Marco relationship with Jackie going on. Mm -hmm. And that will eventually go somewhere, so. But, yeah, um, our next episode. Oh, Muberty. This episode is fantastic. This might be one of my favorite episodes in the mm -hmm. season. It is so funny. And, uh, yeah, you know, we also have the introduction of Star's Wings in this episode. We have the introduction of Glosseric in this episode. We, it, it's not the first time we see Janna, but it's the first time we really see more of her character. Because, I mean, she was in a previous episode where she said she wanted the tentacle arm to be her boyfriend um kind of weird if you ask me <laughs> yeah jan is a really weird character and i'm so glad she doesn't actually go away when a lot of the other side characters go away does she die she no what? no but it, it there's it, it there's some funny shit um jan is Fantastic. And I love how, like, she runs off with his car keys. I mean, not his car keys, his house keys. <laughs> it's just brilliance. And, and like, we all, uh, I don't know if I said this, but we all, obviously, we get introduced to her tiny little crush on Marco there. Mm hmm. But yeah, um, I love this episode. Uh, the, whole thing with uh, Star's crush on Oscar kind of continues. We get a little bit of a tease of, like, Star and Marco in this episode. Oh, right. One of my favorite quotes actually came from this episode. Quick, Marco, you have to hide me from all boys. <laughs> Wait a second. Marco's a boy. <laughs> You gotta keep me away from boys. Your little boy hands are part of the problem. 
But yeah, this episode's great. I love Glosseric. Uh, love Janna. Pretty much, uh, yeah, this episode's great. I don't know why Star decided to have a bet with Ferguson where she had to give him the spell book. That seems weird. <laughs> I want to know what the bet was. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but yeah, um, what's our next episode? Uh, Picks. Pixitopia? Pixtopia. Yeah, this is the episode where Star runs out of minutes on her mirror and then, like, has to go get more. And then, like, we get introduced and to... At the end of the episode, it just at the end of the episode, she switches services. <laughs> yeah, switches service providers. I don't blame her. <laughs> um, but yeah, we also get introduced to the idea that Marco always has cash on him. Eventually, uh, they will do a thing where they uh, specify an exact amount of cash that he always has on him. And it's quite funny. <laughs> what? I, I want to know now. <laughs> it, it, it'll start in season two. When they do that. Cool. But yeah, um, I believe we see a, uh, a pixie later in the St. Olga's episode. Maybe. That sounds familiar. Yeah. So, uh, it, this episode's not that interesting. It's quite funny, but it's filler. Um, so yeah, next episode. Yeah. Lobster Claws. Yeah, so this is the one where Lobster Claws gets fired, and then, you know, Marco try tries to make him good. Um... And obviously he can't. Um, Star basically ends up getting him his job back. This episode's really weird um, for me, knowing where the series will go from here. Um, because it kind of... It, it's kind of implying that all the monsters are nothing but evil. And, you know, that will mm -hmm. certainly become a problem later for the thing that the show tries to do. But yeah, um, this episode, kind of eh. We also see the wand transform when Lobster Claws takes hold of it. So obviously we first saw the, the wand transform in the first episode, yeah. where it was like this radiant diamond. And then we see the wand transform again not in like really transform but in a vision dream I guess of Ludo's yeah and like obviously Star's version of the wand is um inspired by Cardcaptor Sakura um that's really yeah that's just something I thought I huh. should mention and then there's a lot of things in this show that are directly inspired by Sailor Moon. We will see a lot more of that in Season 2 and in the Battle for Muni because there's straight up a Sailor Moon transformation sequence in the Battle for Muni. Um, hmm. Okay, so then we have uh, Sleep Spells. Sleep Spells. This is the one where we meet um, this other princess who's being sent off to Sano's and she thinks she's going to... Um, laser finger star's face and basically swap faces with star because they look the same yeah sure <laughs> sure they do <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I, funny joke not gonna what <laughs> we also get like this uh you know marco uh psychologist thing and we also have this plot line of like Marco being insecure about the number of times Star has saved him versus the number of times he's saved her. Which I feel like he's definitely saved her more than four times in this season already. I mean, maybe he just hasn't uh, started counting until after. <laughs> maybe. But yeah, like... And then, you know, also we start talking about, you know, Star having mother issues... It, they don't really do too much with that, but it, it is a thing that Star has to deal with. Um, 
in coming episodes, but yeah. Uh, this is another mention of St. Olga's Reform School for Wayward Princesses, which is constantly being teased um, throughout the season. Because um, we saw... Even, yeah, as soon as episode one. Yeah, uh, like 1A and 1B both make mention of it. But yeah. And speaking about things that have been mentioned, Stars X. Ah, uh, yes, Tom, um, who we first saw um, quite a while back um, when Star went to call her mom and accidentally the mirror misheard her and mm -hmm. called Tom instead. But yeah. I love how it's like, I said call Tom. No, I said call mom, not Tom. Wait, don't go. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I really loved this episode, the Blood Moon Ball. Um, I did a cover of the Blood Moon Waltz back in the day on my YouTube channel. It is gone now. So uh, no point in looking for it. But yeah, um, they will recontextualize everything that happened in this episode in season four. And I really do not like what they did with it. Um, but on its own, this episode was great. Um, uh, cause we sort of get little bits of little inklings that Marco has feelings for star. Um, and then we get like, you know, this blood moon shining down on the two of them and that like joins their souls together. Um, Hmm. And yeah, we get more uh we get more about Tom who will definitely come back later and we get, you know, more history on the relationship between Star and Tom and yeah, <laughs> I also love that there was a uh never go with a predator to a second location. Oh right. <laughs> I remember that. And then the dead horse jokes. <laughs> Like, why didn't you tell me I'm dead? Yeah, that was great. So I'll tell you... See, Avery, I would tell you the name of the next episode, but a fortune cookie hasn't told me I should yet. Ah, uh, yes, the fortune cookies episode, which is where we get introduced to Toffee. And can I just say, I love um, how... I love how Toffee comes in, and honestly, this is what we should have done at the beginning of the podcast. We should have, like, I should have just led with, how did you get in here? And uh, you'd respond, I, I let myself in, and then I'd respond with, when? When you hired me. I hired you? <laughs> I accept. Just. <laughs> God, we actually should have um, formulated that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that would have been so perfect. And I thought about it when that episode was air, like when I was watching that episode. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't think of it afterward, and I ended up going with uh, "Let's go to the morgue" instead. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the fortune cookies episode quite uh, quite an all right episode. Um, for the most part, it only exists to set up toffee. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So next. And you know, made a great enemy has emerged. Something like that. I forgot the exact words of that cookie. I think it was a great evil has been unleashed. Ah, that's the one. Uh, freeze day. Ah, yes. So this is where we meet Father Time because Star accidentally freezes time. <laughs> uh, and it's implied that this is a new spell that Star created, um, because really, yeah, because like we have this, um, we have this scene where Father Time's entire timeline is shown, and it oh right, yeah, I never thought about that. But yeah, um, so obviously that's going in the spellbook now. Uh, most of stars, most of the spells that we see Star use were her own creations. 
Um, the only ones that we've hmm. seen her use that were not her own, I believe, were Releasio Demonius Infestica and Returnio Armius Normorino. Ah, uh, ancient languages. <laughs> Yeah, just introduces Father Time. That's about it, really. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because uh, even though they've introduced Father Time, we still don't really get the Magic High Commission in this in this season. And they're going to become very important later. So far, we've only met two... The what? With, so far, we have only met two out of seven members of the Magic High Commission. Well, what is the Magic High Commission? Well, you'll find out in Season 2. Okay, then. So, yeah, our next episode... Is a royal pain. Ah, uh, so, yeah, this is the episode where... Um, River comes to stay for a while at... Um, Star and Marco's place. Mm -hmm. And it's a... Complete disaster. Uh, we also get Marco hating wet socks, which is based. Wet socks are the worst. I mean, it's not just Marco. The entire party um, also hated wet socks. Yeah. Um, let's see. Trying to think. Uh, we also have the mistake in this episode where um, Star accidentally calls Marco... Oscar, this isn't. It, it doesn't seem played for laughs, and it's not even acknowledged at all. So I have no idea how this managed to get through. It definitely a hundred percent seems like a mistake. Really? Yes. I mean, yeah, that would make sense. I mean, would it be foreshadowing? No. Anything. No, it's not foreshadowing anything. So, I, really? I genuinely don't get it. <laughs> but yeah, this episode is just kind of setting up how ridiculous River is, and oh god, that will be expanded later. Very ridiculous. Um, hey, our first long episode. Is it St. Olga's? St. Olga's. Yes! So, we go to St. Olga's Reform School for Wayward Princesses, um, basically to rescue Ponyhead. Uh, they kind of take down the school um, and destroy this crystal that uh, was preventing dimensional rifts from being opened, uh, which is cool. We get Wait, the introduction. Get... Wait, how do people get in and out of the, um, the area? You have to, you know, come from outside um like you have to be quite a bit away from where the school is to okay. actually portal into that dimension hmm. but yeah um makes sense this is also the introduction of princess marco turdina that will come back Okay, then. <laughs> I also love why. I also <laughs> I also <laughs> love the fact that like he's Angry at first for like fifteen seconds, and then just accepts it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> um, he says we're four, 49 minutes in, and almost done with the episodes. Yeah, I mean, TV show episodes, TV show ep like our TV show episode podcasts. Are typically longer. Yeah, but I mean, they've gone long, gone short, and now back long. But yeah, um. So yeah, this episode was really great. Um, we get the introduction of Miss Heinous. She'll become important later. So, like, what happens to this prison? Does it just die? We will have to find After... out in season two. At least I think it was season two. 
So, in this next episode, we set up what's probably going to be explored more. Um, Munipendence Day. That sort of gets explored door. Explored door. Yeah. Um, Exploradora. (laughs) (laughs) That sort of gets... Adora the Explora. (laughs) It sort of gets explored more, kind of, much later. Um, But it, it, it does kind of further expand the relationship between humans and monsters, which is to say, it's not a very great relationship as it stands right now. And Marco does point out a um, interesting plot thread of how nothing in that book makes sense. Yeah. Obviously, because, you know, over time, the whole story of the war became propagandized. Mm. Which I'm not even that sure is a word. Actually sounds... Honestly, it should be. <laughs> but yeah, um, kind of a meh episode overall. I'd say it was filler if the if we didn't have the, you know, whole thing with uh, basically the entire plot of season three. Um, <laughs> but yeah, next. I mean, I would even when watching it, I would not say I thought it was filler. I knew this was going to go somewhere with Star questioning what actually happened on that day. Yeah. So what's our next episode? Um, the Benangic incident? The Benagic. Benanic. Benagic. Benagic. Oh, that's right. Banana magic. Yeah. The Benagic one thing, yeah. Uh, oh, this episode's kind of mostly focused on Star trying to figure out how to get to a store and buy a thing. And is this, you know, fish out of water episode, really? Yeah. Um, it's quite entertaining. Um, at the end, though, Star is, like, insulted by... Um, Marco just underestimating her, <laughs> and you can just <laughs> feel the pettiness when she pushes his banana pudding down to the floor and says there was a fly on it. <laughs> it's just like, damn, star. <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do? There was a fly on it. <laughs> Sure, there was a there was a fly on it. That's the excuse we'll go with. <laughs> also, we have an interdimensional field trip. Yeah, so uh, we see more of Jana this episode. Uh, Miss Skolnick comes back and um, stars put in charge of a field trip. It goes horribly wrong, and. Also, uh... And a paperclip saves the day. Hallelujah. <laughs> also, um, we have Miss Skolnick learning that she's gonna live for hundreds of years now, because she's a troll. So, kind of improving her mood, I guess. And, like... And overall lifespan. Yeah, like, her outlook on, like, the rest of her life. She... I guess here it's like, you know, she's got hundreds of years to live, so I guess to her that means that, you know, now there's actually time to pursue the things that she wants to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I, lo- I-, I also love that, like, um, there's, the, there's the interaction where Star says, Trust me, I was born to lead. Literally. Because, like, yeah, yeah, she's a princess. 
Which the show really kind of lets you forget sometimes that she is a princess. I, I mean, sometimes um, doesn't. Obviously like that, but um, I mean, that's kind of her whole struggle. She is training to become the next queen. Yeah. So, next... Oh, Marco grows a beard. Yeah, honestly, this episode is so forgettable. I only remember it because it was one of the last episodes before the season finale. Um, so I watched it very recently. But yeah, until I had rewatched this episode here, I had completely forgotten about it. But it isn't filler, because this is the episode where we sort of... Where Toffee sort of kicks Ludo out of his own group. And Castle. Yeah, and Castle. Um, so yeah, it's uh, quite interesting. And this is... Um, we didn't mention this earlier, but uh, Yevgeny Bogoyabov was also kicked out quite a while back. I believe actually by Ludo. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, yeah. So yeah, this is one of those things where like Star relies too much on magic, so and now she's got to do some stuff without magic. So that that that's what kind of episode this is. And I believe the next episode is Storm the Castle. Yeah. Yes. So Marco gets kidnapped. Star teams up with Yevgeny Bogoyevov. Um, to how, like how do you say that perfectly every time? <laughs> because. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they team up to take on Toffee, and Toffee has found like this crystal thing that can imprison Marco that seems like really difficult to break through. And um, that can also regenerate. Yeah, and it can also regenerate like him. But yeah, so. Marco's trapped in this cage, and Sar tries a bunch of th different things to try to break it. And then, um, after one attempt that just colossally fails, something just incredibly badass happens. Like, a bunch of monsters try to attack her, and she's just like, no. And, like, blasts them all away. And then her eyes and the little things on her cheeks start glowing. We don't know what this is yet. Like, we don't know anything except it's obviously some kind of power-up because she just destroys that cage. Which, you know, eventually it'll regenerate. But Marco could have gotten out of there. Toffee's even surprised by it. You know, if Toffee... Uh, not Toffee. If Marco was just a little bit faster... He might have failed to escape in yeah. that amount of time. But yeah, um, obviously the crystal comes back and it's twice as strong now. Um, you know, I should... The whole eyes and, ta and the things on her cheeks glowing thing, it's very reminiscent of the Avatar state. And I almost want to say it was hmm. directly inspired by that, but I don't know that for certain. Maybe. But yeah, we will certainly learn more about that later. But I actually don't think we learn what it is until the battle for Muni. Obviously, we learn about... Um, really more about the wand. And... Well, we know more mystery behind the wand and that's where that part ends yeah so um, is the wand like half as powerful or something or no hmm. maybe what <laughs> it, it's complicated more stuff later but yeah the ep the episode just kind of ends on a stinger of like, I hope you found all the pieces of the wand. And then we see another piece off somewhere. We don't know what's happened to it yet. 
Um, and also, there's. I also thought there, that there was also this like, thing where you would see. There was also this thing where Star stole uh, Ludo's dimensional scissors, which we never see again, and tosses him through a portal. We don't know where he's gone to. <laughs> hmm. I also love that dialogue between them. He's like, where is my castle? It's gone. And your wand? That's also gone. We are no longer friends. We never were friends. <laughs> we are no longer friends. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> God, this oh, I love that. yeah, this show is just so funny. But yeah, um, obviously, very well set up for season two, um, and yeah, I like how this show ends on an uneasy note, like this season. Yeah, it's a uh, pretty. It's a pretty good cliffhanger to end on, too. I also want to talk about the outro song. It's great. Tells you a lot about Star's character. Um, But then, like, also... um, (laughs) There's a pretty funny thing that someone did. They decided to take the word great in the outro song and replace it with gay. And it just makes it so much funnier. (laughs) 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 earth is a pretty gay place that's saying something because i've been through outer space (laughs) oh yes i say outer space is also gay (laughs) yes damn but yeah i enjoy both the intro episodes yeah, I enjoy both the intro and the outro uh, to this show. They will change the outro later, um, and I think the new outro is uh, the newer outro is fine. But I mm. I prefer the original outro. I guess that makes sense. But yeah, overall, great season. I don't think it's as great as season two. But it's definitely better than three or four. <laughs> um, we literally covered the entire show. Is there anything else? I mean, do you have anything else you want to say, or should we get into rating it? I'm out. Yeah, because we can't rate it. Um, not rate it. Um, we can't look at critical ratings until the final episode. Of, um, I guess the series of episodes that we cover on Star versus the Forces mm-hmm. of Evil. Yes. Uh, I guess I can go first. Honestly, I liked it, but. Mm. You gotta give a number. Twice. I know, but first of all, why in the world was that? Did not pick up on that mic at all. Weird. Okay. Um, 7.7. I'm giving this season an 8.0. Um, Hmm. I definitely think it's pretty great. Uh, the humor's funny enough to keep you, uh, invested. Uh, Marco and Star are very entertaining characters. The side characters are also very entertaining. Um, And I can't wait for season two, because season two um, honestly made the show uh, my favorite cartoon for a while, until they eventually ruined it in later seasons. (laughs) But yeah, um... Now it's definitely Avatar The Last Airbender. But yeah, so 8.0 for me. Um, Definitely look forward to us covering Season 2. That will be next month. Um, So, yeah. uh, 
crap. Uh, shit. Uh, I, 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 I'm trying to come up with something to say for the end. <laughs> we're ending now. Goodbye. No, we're not. <laughs> um, we don't know what uh, episode we're doing after, so yeah, there's so, not much information we can give. Yeah, I can't really give that information, but definitely go down and, you know, click on our anchor link to donate to us. Uh, there's also a link below for you to purchase or rent the show. Uh, you know, if I can find one, uh, chances are I may only be able to... Or you can just... Chances are I may only mm -hmm. be able to post the Disney Plus link. So, you know, that would be... Or if you have Hulu. Yeah, you could have Hulu and watch it there too, but like, if I can't find a way to rent or purchase the show, I'm going to give the Disney Plus link, not the Hulu one. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. But, but yeah, um, until next time, I've been Avery, that's been Lily, and now I know you can dance. <laughs>